one of the most powerful things you can possess when heading towards a goal, if not the most powerful thing. Welcome, Ryan Ingle. Kate Carlisle. We are discussing what I believe to be one of the most important things, period, if not the most important and rarest thing. You already clicked the title. You know what this is. It's focus. Would you agree of this thing's importance? This Absolutely. Element? Underestimated, but very important feature of life. Focus is the one thing that I do not want to face a competitor that has it. I've trained myself to sniff it out in people. I barely ever see it. We're going to tell you how to get it. We're going to tell you why you don't have it. We're going to talk about you know exactly what focus is. Kate has prepared an awesome presentation. She's taken the reins on this one. And without a doubt, one of my absolute most favorite things to talk about. All right, so let's jump right in. I want to offer you an analogy, first of all. See if you like this one, Ryan. I read this the other day, and I just love it. If you think about your five senses, so sight, smell, taste, touch, sound, they're like wild horses. They run every which way, and they're a there are things that come at you just on a day-to-day basis that distract you and, and throw you off your game. And if you think of your mind, your mind is really the charioteer. And the job of your mind is to corral those wild horses and get them marching in the same direction so you can move fast through your day. What do you think of that analogy? This is one of the best I've ever heard. You like it? Yeah, I love it. All right. So there was actually a Microsoft study done, and it's relatively recent, back in 2015, that found that the average human attention span is about eight seconds. That's less than a goldfish. Frightening, if you think about it, that we can focus on something for less, a shorter period of time than a goldfish can. And there are really three reasons, and Ryan, tell me if you think this is off base or if you have something to add here, but three reasons or three categories of things that throw us off our game and interfere with our ability to focus. The first is day-to-day stressors. So Are these basically focus breakers? Can I throw that term in there? Yeah, focus breakers would be okay, a good so one. A focus breaker is a term that I came up with. And uh, it's, have you ever played Mortal Kombat? You probably have. No. <laughs> uh, well, there's something that happens in the game called a combo breaker. It's the other player is basically whipping your ass real hard. And there's a certain, you know, there's a certain key algorithm that you can type in and break it. And this big things comes up on the screen, combo breaker. So focus breaker is what I call these elements that Kate's about to break down for us, right? Focus breaker is anytime you're in the middle of something important or hard. And, you know, even if it's, you know, one of your tasks that you're getting done and you feel something come up, whether it's that little ding in the pocket of a text message, she'll, she'll get into exactly what the focus breakers are. But that's what I want you to think of because We've had so many. I probably had a hundred different focus breakers hit me today. They're everywhere. We got to keep an eye on them. So that's the term focus breaker, which we'll probably use throughout the presentation. I like that a lot. Very apropos. The first category of, we'll call them focus breakers, is your day-to-day stressors. So this could be everything from work projects that come up. I mean, I've had days where I come in in the morning, I'm like, great, this is going to be an easy, low-key day. I can get done what I need to get done. And then four or five things that I did not anticipate come up, and it's one of my most stressful days I've ever had. So we we all have days like that. It could be work. It could be something social that's come up that's stressing you out, a relationship issue that you're having. So is that like you're talking about a bigger element, a day-to-day stressor? Yeah. I mean, the things that come up in your day-to-day life that stress you out, that, that make it difficult for you to concentrate on anything else. But we're not on the schedule, maybe the previous day. You didn't foresee these. Correct. Okay, or gotcha. it could be something bigger than that. So if you have a fight with your spouse okay. and that's you're really stewed about it, it's it's really eating at you. Just that stress looming can... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It can it can inhibit your ability to concentrate on anything. So those are your day to day stressors. 
I think for most people, that's one of, if not the most common category of things that break their focus. The second is technology. The fact that we are always plugged in. Social media is great. The internet is great. It's opened up a lot of doors for a lot of people, but it's also made it very hard for a lot of people to go about their day-to-day tasks and stay concentrated on what it is they need to get done. Like Ryan was saying earlier, your phone might ding. You might have spent an hour. You might intend to check your Facebook feed, spend five minutes doing that, and a half hour later you're like, shoot, where did that half hour go? We've been conditioned by technology to always be searching out the new, always be waiting for that next thing. And the focus breakers will add up. Exactly. They will add up. And next thing you know, you don't know what you just did in the past hour, but you've done nothing productive. No no tasks were completed into that project or goal. And you're just hit with a bunch of focus breakers. Yeah. And there's so many things that feed into this. If you look at the modern day, this is honestly why I got out of journalism. I was so disheartened by it. If you watch news, which I don't anymore, they have snippets and sound bites and things are moving so quickly. There's no such thing as context for anything anymore. And that's because we have such a short attention span because of the way technology has progressed and what we've come to expect. We're always looking for something new, that next thing. Do you find this happen, Ryan? 100%. And I'll tell you one of the coolest things I've ever heard, pieces of it, not advice, but a little comment. So my grandmother, Lulu, she's 102. Um, if anyone doesn't know who Lulu is, you guys will learn about who that is very soon. That's my, she, she raised me, okay? It's my great-grandmother. She's 102, still drive. She's wild. Um, I love her to death. I asked her, I said, Lulu, do you think it was better to grow up in your time or our time? She was born in 1915, okay? Just to give you some reference here. I asked her this. This was uh, two years ago. So she was 100 at the time, right? She said to me straight up, my time for sure, growing up in her time. I said, why? And she said, right there, pointed down to my hands, having that conversation with her. Both my hands were on my phone, my iPhone, right? She gets it. And it's very true. I'm, I'm envious of that. I'm honestly envious of the simpler time. Yes, things are more accessible. We're used to getting things that we want now. We want to see a movie. We can probably find a, a pirated version of it in seconds. It's not good for us to have all of that overstimulation. So the plugged in nature, I, I really like that you threw this one in here. And that's, again, you're right. All the notifications that fly at you. And a lot of my businesses um, they at least have some component of social media, if not, you know, run completely on the back of social media. I'm basically forced to get hit with the, a flurry of notifications every single 10 minutes. There's a flurry of notifications. So we'll have some special tips and tricks as we go on to combat that because that's a unique need. type of focus breaker yeah. that requires special attention. Can't wait to hear them. The third category, and this is one that's somewhat beyond the scope of this podcast because it's it's a different type of focus breaker is a traumatic event. And so this could be something like a relative dying, you get in a car accident, something awful happens to you and rightfully so, it really interferes with your ability to focus. For example, when I was 26 years old, so about five years ago, my father passed away. And for a good year and a half after that, my mom was understandably completely catatonic, couldn't read a book. She would pick it up and the words would just flow in front of her face and she wouldn't be able, she wouldn't know what she read. And that's a special type of event that interferes with your ability to focus. And like I said, it's beyond the scope of this podcast because that's something we you will really have need a to, podcast about we will that. we will not not in the context of focus but in the context of coping Drama. with loss yeah. yes because um, it's an important topic and one that i don't think gets discussed a lot in the context of being successful or in the context of having a productive life but super important because we all go through it at some point in our lives another thing to to kind of piggyback on that idea i think the traumatic focus breaker 
is sort of like a super magnified version of stressors. I would agree with that. So one overarching point that I want to make before we kick off the three categories of things that you can do to improve your focus is that focus is not a trait. So I hear all the time people saying, oh, I'm just an unfocused person or I wasn't born with the ability to focus. And that's BS. And to me, I think that's a huge cop out. It just means that you're, don't, you're not willing to put in the work that it takes to rebuild that focus or to hone that skill because it is Kate a skill. Kate tells it like it is. <laughs> um, one way to think about focus is it's like a muscle. You have to train it. You have to build it up. And if you don't, it's going to atrophy and you're not going to be able to focus well. Ryan, do you find that to be true in 100%. your life? 100%. You've got to train it just like a muscle. All right. So you ready to start getting into the tips for building up focus? So first... And you're not going to hit me with regular tips. You're going to hit me with some unique stuff. These are power tips. All right. Success we don't do combos. regular here on Success Combo. We don't do Pinterest stuff. We go in for it. <laughs> no Pinterest stuff. Can't wait to hear them. All right, so first, and these are going to be organized into categories, things that you can do within one area of your life to create focus. And the first area is to create an environment that promotes focus. And a lot of the things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, we don't realize that we're not putting ourselves in an optimal environment to focus. The first piece of this is temperature. So there have been studies that have done, and this is, to me, very interesting, that the optimal temperature that you should have in your room to, to promote focus is anywhere from 68 to 77 degrees with the sweet These aren't spot. Pinterest tips. <laughs> You're going in. No, and I'm guilty of this one because I really, really like it hot. So I usually have it about 80 degrees, which I'm sure is hurting the focus of everybody around me. That's but a big key. Yeah, yeah. It is important because when you're too cold, your brain can't function properly. When you're too warm, I mean, you have this happen all the time, Ryan, where you're sweltering hot and you can't focus. Mm -hmm second part of creating an environment is noise level. And I'm actually the type of person, I think this, my lucky star is every day that this is me, but there can be a million and one things going on around me. It can be noisy as hell. My brother used to blast loud music. He used to slam stuff around and I could still be studying and, you know, going about my business with no interference. Not everybody's like that. So you you got to Sometimes we work in a tight space and some of the things that Kate puts up with on my computer, <laughs> uh, whatever Drake songs out or she just is a machine and continues to go. Well, but for some people, that's just it. That helps you focus. Yeah. Having music helps you focus. Do you remember when you were studying for the bar and uh, to take the bar in Tennessee? And oh, I was, yeah. I was watching the big short in the same room. Yes. Within <laughs> probably about three feet of me, <laughs> that movie was playing, um, which was fine. But for some people, it might be putting on, I love classical music because there's no words. You can really yeah. focus on what you're doing rather than the, the vocals and the, the music. The third piece, and this is the final piece of fostering an environment that will allow you to focus, is unplugging. And this may mean different things for different people. Some people, if you're in business and you need to know if you're, or if you're an attorney or a doctor and you need your pager on, or you need to know whether you get a message from a client, you might set a different, t you might set a different noise on your phone so that you're getting a notification. Whereas you might turn off your Facebook notifications. You might turn off your personal email. I've got some questions. <laughs> okay. I like this one so far. I, I mean, see this your is face. Obvious. You've got very, very. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious what your answer is going to be here. And this is, I know, is going to come from a lot of different people. How do we unplug? How do we unplug in a society that has forced us to be in it? If we unplug, we're going to be uninformed. Well, I think there's, there's two ways to look at that. One is if you unplug, you've got to make peace with the fact that 
you may have to do some catching up. So the next time you check your Facebook feed or the next time you check your emails, you may have a little bit of a backup. But that's the price you pay, and it's a good price that you pay for being able to focus and get your task at hand done more quickly and more efficiently. Okay. So you have to make that one is making yourself. peace with it, yeah, mm. and knowing that it's a trade-off for the greater good. That's that's one way. The second way is to really be selective about what interruptions you're you're allowing. So if it's your personal email versus your work email, if it's your family texting you versus your friends, what do you choose to answer? What do you take the time to divert your attention for? Um, and really being selective about it because I don't think a lot of people have that ability. And again, that's something that you practice. I like the all or nothing approach. I Going really cold do. turkey? Well, not cold turkey, but if I'm not around my phone, I'm not around my phone. If I'm around my phone, I'm around it. For example, when I sleep, that thing is off and out of sight for me to get a good night's sleep. And that's, uh, there's nothing short of an earthquake that's going to get to me <laughs> at that point. We just have to deal with this. We have to come up with our own ways. Because, you know, like Kate said, it comes down to choosing what you actually need to deal with. A lot of my businesses are on the social media back. I've got to face those notifications. Well, and so, for example, I have my phone set up so that if I get text messages from specific people, it will alert me with a sound. Hopefully, I Whereas, get the top alert. <laughs> you get the top alert. There we go. Whereas everybody else, it just... It vibrates, and so it won't send me a loud notification. And all those people, I mean, I love you, but you're going to have to wait until I'm done with whatever it is I'm working on. I think a lot of people need to take that into consideration. If they haven't already listened to the Audit Your Circle episode and realized, you know, who they should be spending their time with and whatnot, they need to chisel that down into who can get to them. We shouldn't be available. Everybody we need to do an entire podcast on being unavailable. I think a lot of people shouldn't be available. I know a lot of really smart people, uh, really successful people. I know a lot of our listeners are damn successful. Um, and they probably need to make themselves a little less available. I think that's right. Yeah. All right. So we're done. We're, we're done with creating an environment. We're moving on to. And that just goes, that transcends focus too. Create your environment for success. Right? Absolutely. Set it up and learn what it is, how you work. But Creating your environment is super, super powerful. And we say it, I say it all the time in business. You've got to set yourself up for success because you're definitely going to set yourself up for something. You're going to set yourself up for failure or success. All right. So second major category for promoting focus is priming your body. And this is everything from how you feel your body to the position you're in when you're doing work to how much activity you're getting throughout the day, meal prepping, nutrition. This is essential. If you're fueling your body poorly, if you're not getting enough protein, if you're not eating enough, I know so many people being an attorney, I got to tell you, the quality of their eating habits is so poor. They will go the entire day on just coffee and a little bit of water and it's so unhealthy. They've got zero energy. They can't properly focus, I'm sure, although they purport that to, to be focusing. And so really fueling your body appropriately is is super important for being able to focus. Ryan, do you have anything to add about that? I absolutely agree with you. You've got to have your body tuned. You've got to have your body fueled. And I think that everybody, I mean, fastest fat loss method, for example, is fasted cardio. That's morning movement. It's important before you start your tasks and you get into that focus zone that you've already lifted your heart rate at some point. That's powerful for anybody. Some of the biggest business successes say that one of the, their highest attributes was that they're fit and that they move. You get the energy and the blood flowing. One thing that you can do if you are getting hit with a lot of focus breakers, and just even if you're kind of, if you're in the middle of something, sometimes, you know, when I'm shooting, if I jump up and do a couple jumping jacks, a couple push-ups, it, re, it rezones me. 
Oh yeah. Breathing and exercise is, is the other piece of this is exercising triggers the release of chemicals in your brain that affect memory and learning. And so that can be very powerful. Just getting up, it could be a walk, it could be going for a swim. It doesn't have to be a gym session. It can be something su- super simple. Just this, just a simple fact of taking a walk, just moving. Perfect. On that note, this is actually key for me. Ryan, I know you've had mixed experiences with this one, but I love it, is the standing desk. I wish everybody could get one. I know some employers are stingy about this and either won't pay for them or won't allow you to have one unless you have a doctor's note. Um, but, but generally, this I've found is very powerful. And there have actually been studies done showing that standing while you're working results in up to a 10% increase in productivity, which is pretty amazing if you think about it day in and day out that you're getting that 10% bump in your productivity. Your energy levels are higher. Your concentration levels are higher. This is actually something that started in Silicon Valley in 2012-2013 time period. AOL, Google, Twitter, Facebook, all of the big tech companies were getting their employees standing desks as part of their benefit package. And that was to foster increased focused concentration, creativity, all of those mental juices that you need to be successful in your what you're what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And so this for me, I know it's been huge. Ryan, what's been, what's been your experience with the standing desk? Well, I tried it and normally my body's pretty beat up from bodybuilding. So I, it didn't really sit well with me. But let me tell you, I've never seen Kate sit down other than this podcast. <laughs> I have to literally force her in the chair for the podcast because she stands nonstop. Do you sit at all? Not usually. Sometimes I do when I'm talking on the phone because it's sort of awkward to be talking down at my phone. But yeah, I mean, I stand a lot. And it's, I mean, like I said, for me, it's been key. And I know, Ryan, for some of your clients, they've jumped on that bandwagon and had really good experiences with it. Some of your uh-huh. fitness clients. Yeah. And, and a couple of business clients that you've kind of seduced mm-hmm. into trying it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, honestly, standing desk, super good move. I'm not an affiliate for Veradesk, people. I swear to God, I have no She's investment not, in this. No coupon codes <laughs> going out of her mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, like I said, I really liked it. With bodybuilding, it was harder. Uh, but seriously, I felt more focused. And this is a person who and hits a lot of lot of grand slams on a weekly basis. So I would take this to heart and at least give it a shot if you haven't already. All right. So ready to move on to category number three? Yeah, yeah. All right. Category number three. We I'm got- glad you threw the fitness in there, by the way. Yeah? Just the, the whole body aspect because people don't prime their body enough. No. No, even, they don't make the mind-body connection. No, even a lot of the traders that we deal with and a lot of like the businessmen that we deal with from a day-to-day, I mean, they're completely out of shape. They completely let themselves go. Mm-hmm. I, always, I just can't believe, how do you do that? What's, what's the point of all your focus and power, not even focus because they don't have that all the way, but what's the point of all that money and success if you don't have your health? Something that we Nothing. quickly no forget point. about. We quickly forget about as a society. And it's very progressive. You have to have it. So I'm really glad that you threw that in there. Those are all great tips. I've been down for that one. All right. So moving on to the third. And this is not the most crucial. It's sort of a tri-legged stool here. They're all, they're all pretty crucial. Is preparing your mind. And this starts so these are all with, equally as crucial. Exactly. Okay, exactly. The first piece of preparing your mind is one that I've had a lot of trouble with, which is meditating. Now, I am the worst relaxer. And I know plenty of people who are type A people, very like, anxious on edge people and so they're always doing something and they they have a hard time just sitting in one spot I mean, you'll never see me sitting in one spot doing one thing I'm always doing a million things at once and that's just that's just how I work and meditating for me taking the time to just sit in one spot and really focus on you know being present and mindfulness I've never really been able to buy into that fully it's just never worked for me I know there are a lot of people who it does work for if you're one of those people who, who can't 
sit in, sit in one place. It really doesn't have to be about forcing yourself to do something that makes you uncomfortable. It, it can be as simple as focusing on your breathing. So if you're driving into work or if you're in between meetings, sitting or standing at your desk and focusing on your breathing, just how the air feels coming into your body, breathing out, it really will calm you down. And as a result of that, you'll be able to focus more on the task you have coming up next because your mind won't be racing at a million miles an hour. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of different thought processes on meditation specifically. It seems to be something made more confusing than it has to be. Meditation is all about just blanking your mind out. You actually have to build that muscle up. A lot of people think that, oh, I can meditate the first day to get something out of it. This is a practiced thing. And I think it's very, very hard to start meditating in our society. We talked about being plugged in and all the things coming at us because how do you blank your mind out when you know that you can reach down into your pocket at any point and find out what your best friends from high school are doing or what's going on? There's, there's too much work and play mix coming from the phone that it can be hard to get yourself into a scheduled time to meditate because meditation, you should actually do it at the same time every day, roughly, um, to build it up. But yeah, 10 minutes is all you really need. And I will say this, I just read Tools of Titans, great book by Tim Ferriss. He really crushed that book. It was really, really well-written and structured, but he talked to ton of super successful people in the field, anywhere from tech investors to fitness people. There was a trait that was, you know, with a lot of these people that they meditated. Some of them were completely against it, but the majority of them all meditated some form of it, whether that meant actually taking that time to clear their mind, whether it meant trying to blank themselves in a different state. Personally, it's something that I want to work on. So, so I'm admitting I would love to meditate more. So I think it's something that, especially having this podcast and, you know, re-talking about how it can help your focus and strengthen it, I'm going to give it a shot again, and I'm going to do my 10 minutes. So every morning after I do my fasted AM cardio, I'm going to take a little breather, whether that means you know, the weather's starting to get nice, that means hanging outside for 15, 20 minutes and just not having the phone anywhere near me and just blanking out. I'm going to try it again to strengthen it up. Good. I, think it'll... I did see improvement when I tried it before. Mm-hmm. I, I did see a lot of improvement. It actually boosts the gray matter in our brain, which is directly related to memory. So it can actually help your memory too. All right, so second part of preparing your mind, you might laugh at me at this one because it sounds a little bit a bit cheesy. It's just like you've got to exercise your body, you've got to exercise your mind. And so I remember remember you walked into my place the other day and you saw that variety puzzles thing on the, on the side and you were like, what is this? <laughs> Funny thing about that, a little, little backstory, she had variety puzzles next to the computer and we had a, a serious project going on and I had thought that she was working on these puzzles and I was about to rip the book in half it was so funny no but it was just like crossword puzzles and connect the dots and I mean that's not as simple as connect the dots but really exercises that are designed to don't let her fool you this was some high-end shit (laughs) I promise you no, but I mean, it doesn't stuff. have to, if, see, I got one of those, the airport sells them all the time because a lot of people like to do them on planes. You don't have to do, you, you know, go out and get a variety puzzle book. It could be, there are plenty of apps. Elevate is one that mm-hmm. I've used before. Ryan's tried it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it scores your levels of improvement in things like math, um, reading, comprehension. It's called Elevate. It's a really good, it's a really I good app. I like it. I like it. Um, but it can be something that simple. And that's really designed for five, seven minutes a day, I think, the activities take you. And it's something that'll just, it really does force you to concentrate because most of the games in, in Elevate at least are timed. And so you have to 
you know, really be present in the moment and focused on what you're doing. And those types of things, not only do they do they expand your vocab, expand your reasoning, expand your ma- mathematical skills, but they also fo- force you to focus on that one task at hand and can help you cultivate that skill. And you said that this was kind of, a, you know, a goofy one. I think this was a great one. And this is one that we forget about because, again, with all the stimulants that we have, we have like our friends hitting us up and all those notifications. We also have all the other uh, dumb shit stimulants that are coming at us. How many emails do we get from really stupid, you know, clothing brands or something like that that we're supposed to pay attention to? Stuff that's not going to improve us. And I mean, you know me, I'm really big on self-development and improving and, and getting that 1% improvement every day across all factors of my life. What's one of your favorite things to do to exercise your mind? Speed read. You know, I've been practicing speed reading. That gets my mind. It's like revving that Ferrari because I don't fully have it grasp so i'm trying to get my retention rates up so i'm speed reading and testing myself how long does it usually take you to read a book doing that it only takes me about a day and a half and that's probably about five six hours depending on what book it is and we read all sorts of different books a robert green book is a little bit more in depth but i blasted through eq 2.0 in like an hour so yeah you can you know and, and again part of speed reading for me and part of that mental brain exercise if I come across words I don't know, I'm looking them up. I'm doing little things that will improve my memory. Those are all elements of you know learning to speed read. And I think it takes you a couple years to really get speed reading down, but it's a definite skill. Most people think that you're either born with speed reading or not. It's an actual skill. Mm-hmm. And it's all part of practicing these muscles. All right. So we just finished up preparing your mind. Do you want to go ahead with your takeaway? We're going to wrap it up here. I always go first. Let me see what you got. Bring your big (laughs) takeaway. Yeah. Bring your big takeaway. All right. So this big takeaway is something that is very difficult to do. It's going to tie into a podcast that I hope we do later on procrastination. Procrastination could be a whole topic of its own. We'll definitely do it later. We all do it from time to time. We need that one. We're going to do it. But my number one tip for getting rid of those focus breakers is to take the reins on doing things that you don't want to do. Because oftentimes the things that we're stewing about are those conversations we don't want to have, that task we don't want to do, that chore we're too lazy to do. And that eats at us and it distracts us from whatever it is we have to do in the given moment. And so if there's one thing I could say to to help you improve your focus, it's to go ahead and knock out the things that you don't want to do first and that will free your mind. It reminds me of the Seven Habits book by Covey put first things first. So the hard stuff, do Mm -hmm. the hard stuff first. You kind of, I get what you're saying there. You kind of make a little deal with yourself where if I knock all this hard stuff out, I can have at all the focus breakers I want. No. Oh, I didn't get that one. Not exactly. So the whole point of knocking out the things that you don't want to do is so when you have to write that paper later or when you have to do a project for work, You're not focused on the fact that, well, shoot, I have to go get gas or I have to go, you know, I have to go to my mom's house to drop something off or I have to go do X, Y, or Z. You're thinking about that next thing. And if you've already knocked out that next thing, you're focused on whatever it is you're doing now. You're not worrying about all the things, all the loose ends that you've left undone. Gotcha. Makes a hell of a lot of sense. Okay, I dig that. That's cool. All right, my big takeaway. I think you're going to like mine. Mine is the actual opposite of this entire conversation. Mine is to focus on the dumb stuff, hyper focus on the notifications and the really, really dumb stuff. Let me explain why we're, we're listening to success convo. We're hosting success convo. Our listeners are progressive people. They've gotten to the end of this podcast. They want more out of life. They want more money, more fitness, more success, more power, everything, right? So 
Here's the deal. We are time is incredibly valuable. Should you be getting back to those Facebook notifications about what happened two weeks ago with your neighbor Marsha's cat, right? Should you be entertaining things that are not high level? No, you shouldn't. It'll make you feel dumb, okay? And if you, if you really focus on some of the dumb stuff you're doing, it will find its way out of your life just on the factor of it is too below you to be there. Ooh, I like that. You I like didn't that? start off liking this. I started off hating it, I know, but I really I like know. it. She was giving me this look like she wanted to kill me. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? This is the thing, okay? And let me just let me go into it a little bit more. I don't want to beat the dead horse because I really think you get the idea here, right? But your time is your number one asset. It's, it's what you got here, right? And if you focus so intently on those dumb things – and start writing them down. Start thinking about them. I mean, really, look at what you're doing. I'm sure that if you just, I'm going to ask you right now, I'm going to freeze you. I'm going to freeze you, and I want you to close your eyes. If you're not driving, close your eyes. Perform a little exercise. Think about yesterday. What was your biggest time suck? The biggest time suck you had that was a, that was a focus breaker? Something little, right? We can all kind of go and pinpoint something very, very stupid that we did. I was researching for that antique stone, the jewelry business, mm -hmm. for a jeweler, right? So I have a, a marketing thing going on with this jeweler right now. We're trying to sell a stone. Here's the thing. It's a project. It has deadlines. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat based on this deal. We're directly talking about my money, my income, okay? Instead of doing that, high priority task, an hour and a half, I got lost down a maze of Learning how to direct a movie. Why, right? YouTube, video after video was something that caught my interest and I'm going down this rabbit hole. Next thing I know, I got eaten alive by a focus breaker, hour and a half of my time. Ended up going to bed late because of that, you know, shook my whole day up, you know, and I didn't even realize it. But when I look back at my movie history at six different YouTube videos, you know, I realized what it was. Okay, now, after that happened, I thought about that. Am I going to be a director? Is there any actual technical, tangible use for this? Oh, you could argue that one way or another, right? Either way, it was a focus breaker, plain and simple, right? So I focused on that. I thought about how dumb that was. I remember when I called you over and said, look what I did with mm -hmm. my time. I hyper-focused on that. I'm not going to make that same mistake. Of course, there'll be similar mistakes. Things will happen. But because I highlighted that, you know, and one of the things that I like that for example, Bill Gates always does. He celebrates his victories very quickly, but spends a lot of time on the losses, on the failures, so he can learn from that. That's the kind of same thing I'm getting at here. When you're doing something, you know, whether it's the Facebook notifications you're getting called in, look at your inbox right now. Open up your messenger, Facebook messenger inbox. Who are the conversations you're having? Are these people directly related? Are, are these the people that are, that are helping you get to your goal? If they are, then I'll shut up. But you have to, you know, find out what these little things are and pinpoint them. Bring them to your wife. Bring them to your girlfriend, your husband. Say, look at this. Look what I'm spending my time on. Is this stupid? They'll give you a reality check. <laughs> they'll tell you, yeah, that's dumb, right? Mm -hmm. So think about that. Focus on the bad, and then they'll clear themselves out. I like it. You dig that's it? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Great takeaway. This was a great conversation. I think we, I think you definitely did this at Justice. There was a lot of really good tips right there, a lot of really good things to keep you know, in the zone. But focus, it's a super rare thing in our society. And I think that you, know, you should definitely be practicing it daily because I promise you I will. I want to take on meditation. Do it.
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the feedback, for sharing, downloading Success Convo, making it the successful podcast that it is. We are happy to do this. We're happy to roll with you, happy to bring these topics. If anyone has any suggestions, shoot me a message. We are breaking these things down, and I'm loving it. Thank you, Kate, for preparing this. You crushed it. Glad you enjoyed it. Happy to do it. And we will catch everybody on next week's episode of Success Convo. Success Convo.